0: Do you work on a remote team all over the country? Do you have friends and family just too far away to visit? Are you struggling to connect communities that are never in the same place? Introducing Trivia TriviaThrowDownOnline.com, the classic pub trivia experience with all of your friends and colleagues, but from the comfort of your own home or office. Designed for 6 to 60 players with question types built to encourage teamwork and collaboration. One of our live MCs runs the entire 75-minute experience, so you don't have to do anything except for show up, bring a drink, and get ready for some fun. TriviaThrowDownOnline.com. Book your free demo and get a quote today. Rivalry Week. Mike and Mike. Face off.
1: Hollywood to the Go. Death. Are, know, we go. We are, know, hey, Hollywood. Are, know, hey, Hollywood
0: are, know, we Go. Go. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to the Mike Blitz. I'm your host, Mike Wave, my co host over there, Mike White, South Richmond. What's up, man? Huge week. Big time, big time
1: week for the show, for us personally, for our friendship. It's, it's big time.
0: I was trying to think. I mean, the big, the last big one, I think, 2007 SEC championship between L L C and Tennessee don't play that much. But that was, the, that was the last time where there was a lot on the line,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. And it, it almost ruined a early budding friendship between us.
0: <laughs> if almost I killed it, correctly. right? In, right in, yeah. Snuffed it out, right? When it was still just a baby sound Yeah, away. I was
1: so... Wade and I go back to, what, 2004? 2003. 2003, yeah, okay. Summer 2003. um, And we were still pretty early in our friendship. We didn't really, really get close until probably a year or two after that. Um, And we were starting to get close probably 2000. Would you say that? Starting to get Mm close around then? Mm -hmm. And um, I'm at the game. The SEC Championship between (laughs) LSU and Tennessee. (laughs) At the game. Tennessee um, loses on two fourth quarter interceptions thrown by Eric Ains. one was a yep. pick yep. six
0: yep and, and, Zeno um, and we
1: lose and imagine you know eight I don't 18 19 20 year old Mike White at uh, <laughs> um, in Atlanta with all my best college friends just heartbroken. And Wade is just trolling the crap out of me, <laughs> texting me. It wasn't and... even called
0: trolling back then. No, it was <laughs> before trolling.
1: It was just shit talking.
0: <laughs> it's pre trolling. Uh, LSU went on, to, went on to win the national championship that the 2000. We had two losses. That was like Les Miles's crowned crown, crown to earlier but That was. But the point is, is like that, that was the last time I think the LSU Tennessee game had this kind of merit. And honestly, because LSU Tennessee don't play that much, and they both been good at different times. So, but whatever. Uh, before we move on, what's, I mean, what's new? The last time we spoke last week, what's new with you? Personal life. Oh,
1: man. First off, it's been a heck of a week. It's been a doozy, but I am headed out of town on Friday to hang out with those same college bros from UT. We're going to spend the weekend together. We're going to watch the game. We're going to go to one of the biggest haunted houses in the nation. And then on Monday, I'm off on Monday too, coming back. I'm going to have some family time. Taking the babies, the bush gardens. I've got a lot to report too. Oh,
0: for, yeah, you've got you've got a pretty killer seventy two hours, ninety six hours ahead of you. Um, uh, what is new with me? Uh got my new minivan. It's amazing. It's like driving still a cloud for I'm, that. Still pumped on that. I actually uh, gonna I got I thinking of Halloween. I put out my Halloween inflatables. I don't know I was why. Just about to set you up to tell me, me us and about my this. kids. So I don't know why my wife and I bought one like three years ago, and they were like, let's get more. Let's just get more, and then my kids start to get into them, and all the kids in the neighborhood are getting into them. I have like nine of them set up. My house looks like a carnival on Halloween. they're all Halloween themed, so i got my, I got all my extension cords and my timers and at four o'clock every day, literally they all rise like like zombies out of the ground. they all inflate at once and you just hear the soft you just hear the soft low over a short pump going. Whoa. It's all the That's fans. Kind of sounds scary. amazing. It's amazing. Uh, but You've so, got some so, good ones, too. I know. And I'm actually, we haven't even put them all up. The weather was – Hurricane Ian sent me back away, so it took me a while to get 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 up and going. Uh, what are you drinking? I saw that snifter of yours. You're drinking something. Yeah. So
1: speaking of your inflatables, it is spooky season, baby. And I'm Ooh. drinking one of my favorite fall slash winter beers, uh, courtesy of Blue Mountain. It's Dark Hollow. Oh, Yeah. Oh and yeah. it is a bourbon barrel aged imperial stout and it is
0: one of my favorites it is awesome you've been on that one for a minute that's a that's a that's a classic that's a classic mike white beer love it every that. year every year when it when uh when we get to this time of year love yeah, just- it. Just hits right. I am drinking a Fat Tire from a New Belgium uh, brewery. This is actually, this was my first, quote, craft beer circa, probably around the same time, 2007, whenever that was. When I was, we, we stopped. We, we, sl- we didn't stop. We slowed down our consumption of Daddy Light to try other things at that point in our life. I think Fat Tire was coming th- of age. It's an amber ale. It's five percent. At the time, this beer was the absolute bee's knees, and obviously now craft has exploded and it's everywhere. But I still have kind of a sweet spot in my heart for this beer, just because it's kind of where my like beer adventures started. So yeah, say. solid, you solid. know. That's a good, Amber. Very cool. All right, so as you guys know, we like to talk about uh, the last week of football, and we'll talk about what's coming up next. We're recording this on Wednesday night, so we'll have you all, we'll hit your airways, your ear balls on Thursday. You'll have all the primary you need going into week six. But before we do that, let's uh, go ahead and unpack week five a little bit. Uh, We'll start with the headlining news. Man, the body's just hitting the floor. Paul Christ and uh, University of Wisconsin and Carl Durrell, uh, University of Colorado. We got two for this week. We got two coaches canned. Um, Brian Harson still employed, <laughs> still going strong, <laughs> still got a job. Um, so this is, I, this is the fourth week in a row, Mike.
1: Yeah. And, and it's not going to slow down. No, uh, Paul, Paul Christ was, was a, a little bit of a surprise for me. He, he's me had a good record. He's yep. won conference championships at Wisconsin. they love he's it. 67 and 26 since 2015. Things are obviously, um, a little off the rails right now. Um, and you never know what's going on behind the scenes, but that one was, uh, yeah. For right now, that was a shocker.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree with everything you said. And the another thing is, like, he is loved there. Like, he has a lot of fans. and but I, I think, think he played there, too. Yeah, I think I saw that as well. I don't know a ton about Wisconsin football, historically speaking, but I do know that they have not looked like Wisconsin football the last five or six years, which has always been run the dang ball and right. really well and play and play defense and they're not doing any of those things at all. So I guess something had to give.
1: Yeah. You can usually rely on them for a good run game, solid in the trenches, uh, respectable program for sure.
0: Yep. Uh, Carl Durrell got fired at Colorado. They are. Oh, and five. There's the worst team in power five. I have nothing else to say. It's horrible at your job. You got to go.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's a tough place to win yeah and okay fine i'll say that (laughs) but um yeah but winless is winless and i mean they've been bad for a long time that's going to be a revolving door until they strike gold like kansas has done yeah and then someone will steal them away and they'll start over
0: you know the denver's got a big tv market maybe they can pivot into a big 10 thing they'll get some big 10 money coming in or something i don't know i just like i I don't know what you do there in that spot i just Um, don't think anybody cares i don't think anybody cares either they're gonna go zero and 12 this year i think they're gonna be i think they're gonna be the winless the windless buffs, which is too bad. Yeah. Uh anyway, Uh well, right. We'll start. Let's go. We'll go to the top. Uh, Georgia. We had this conversation last week. And we said it was nothing. I don't think it's nothing anymore. It's not uh, nothing. It's not nothing. It's, go ahead. it's not nothing. It's I mean, it's it's. it's you tell um, me what you saw.
1: If I'm a Georgia fan, I'm I'm worried because yeah. I know the strength of the SEC from top to bottom, and Missouri is near the bottom, and yes. they put the scare of the daylights in in all all of the state of Georgia.
0: Easily could have lost um, that game.
1: The big thing I think is that it, it exposed they exposed some weaknesses. Um, Georgia, for whatever reason, has just not found a way to be explosive. Obviously their their tight end room is super deep and they're all NFL caliber. Um, but they're not stretching the field and they're not um they're not they're not making the big plays. Um they're they're kind of struggling uh on with the run so yeah i I think there's obviously gobs and gobs and gobs of talent um so they just need to get it
0: figured out but definitely hitting the alarm button a little bit it's a little weird have you i mean i'll say i'm I'm not a georgia fan obviously but watching darnell washington their second string tight end behind brock bowers who's all world darnell washington he's like six seven two sixty he is a terrifying human being I would hate to try and have to tackle that guy. Oh yeah. That it's is, a matchup nightmare. Their
1: whole tight end room is a matchup nightmare, but Jesus. yeah, but, but those guys are not going to burn you deep. You know, they're going to, they're going to break tackles. They're, they're They're monsters in the red zone, but they need guys who can stretch the field a little bit more than that.
0: You know, I also think it's a bit of a maturity. I mean, I think when you lose that much, you kind of look around for playmakers. you look around for leadership and like Georgia has like a the, it's full of coverage as there was of five stars. So obviously they're probably going to figure out. They're probably going to play better football. But it seems like maybe we all underestimated how much they lost. And reality is, we thought we after the after the Oregon just vaporizing job they did to them. Yep. We yep. assumed they were just going to keep rolling and not 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 so much not so fast, my friend. Right. Um, it but, is.
1: It's tough to keep rolling. Um, like we've seen your you know the Alabamas do. Um, yeah. So I, you know they'll probably get it figured out. It, it might take a little time. Um, that was a prime opportunity for one of the biggest upsets in in the season. And yeah, maybe a they couldn't seasons. get it done. Yeah. And I mean, this is this is a, the, one of those spots where, you know, Georgia could figure it out and, and just roll the rest of the season.
0: Sure. Um, or they sure. could
1: go out and look the same next week.
0: Yeah, that's what we thought last week too. But now we've seen now that we've seen two blinks in a row. I mean, I'm I'm ready to say, especially with how well, how well Kentucky fought at Ole Miss, is what well, the Kentucky like the East might be more open than we thought it was. I mean, I I think we're looking at a three. Yeah, I think we're looking be. at three teams that could easily and Tennessee included in that that threesome, not Florida. I think we're looking at three good teams in the East, and I don't. And think, Kentucky gets
1: Georgia at home. Yep. Yep. So, so I think all of a sudden. That's
0: I think the East is going to be a little more entertaining than we thought. I don't think it's going to be. Think, we'll see how it plays out. But the, we've now seen Georgia hiccup two weeks in a row. Who said they can't do a third? I'll keep it rolling. Uh Clemson plus of win at NC State. Their hardest games are behind them. You and I wrote them off the playoff. i They are the first team I'm writing back in.
1: Yeah. Well, they put it together. I mean, they DJ Oyangale has is playing. Amazing, you can say is, his name so well. It's. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. Um, <laughs> Sorry. He's playing his best football. He has figured it out, and their defense we've we've always given the utmost respect to their defense. And uh, DJ's playing like he always should have. He's he's figured it out, and Shipley's excellent running back. So yeah, they're looking like looking like they're supposed to kudos yep. to them.
0: Yeah, the biggest the biggest difference for me has been DJU. I th- I think we can put the Cade club in that conversation on ice for a while. He's at least earned it. Uh, he's at least solidly. I mean, two or three weeks ago, we're like, put the five star freshman in, get him in there. Let's yeah. Go. But, but I it think- was
1: so crucial for them to have those three three plus games to figure it out. They got three games into <laughs> the season before they even saw any competition. Uh, you know, if they would have had a, a, a tough matchup week one. Could be a whole different conversation.
0: Yeah, if Clemson is, starts season two and two or something, I think you're probably right. But DJU seem to have it figured out, and I think you know we can stop the weekly uh, Kate Klubin conversations. It's going to be—he's obviously a superstar in the making, just like Watson and uh, Trevor Lawrence, and he's probably going to fall in that succession as well. But it's not going to be in 2022. I'm—I yeah. feel pretty good about DJU, especially given what they have left the rest of the schedule. They're in. I don't, they they're, they toughest games are behind them. Um, we'll talk about the pitiful coastal in a minute. Um, Texas A&M. Ooh, I have a question for you, Mike. Um, what do you think, so they lost again this week. This is two, two losses in a row. They lost this week to uh, Mississippi state, Mississippi state. Yeah. And they're nice going to lose for to, Mike Leach. Yeah. And they're going to lose to Alabama this weekend. Mike, what do you think uh, Jimbo Fisher's buyout is at the end of this season?
1: Ah, I I actually, we talked about this like three weeks ago. um, And I, I, I highlighted that. Um, Let's see if I remember.
0: $86 million. I was going to say 60 something. (laughs) They owe him $86 million if they make it through this season and they, and, and, and they they make it in the season and and they fire him. They owe him $86 million, which is, the most gargantuan, that is un, it's insane. That is an insane figure. And the reality is, there's an outside shot. The way these things are going right now for A&M, they might not be going bowling. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm not saying that's going to happen. They've already got three losses, I believe. They've lost to Mississippi State. They lost to App State. And there's one more in there that I'm blanking on all of a sudden. Oh, God, help me. Who, who, who is it? Uh, that's all. They have two losses so far. Yeah. Yes, they have two losses so far. Sorry, they're going to lose Alabama. They might lose to my LSU Tigers. We seem to always have the number. Ole Miss is tough. Um, I'm just saying, I'm not sure who's in the rest of their schedule. They're playing. Oh, there it goes. Florida. Uh, it'll probably going to be Florida. They're playing at South Carolina. It's not unfathomable, but they're 66. I mean, six. They're going to a bowl. They're going go to continue to put it
1: together. They've got yeah. talent. I mean, they're another team. I mean, all of these teams are figuring it out week to week. could look very different.
0: I'm just saying there could be a there's – there's a there's a universe where Texas A&M is 6-6 six and six, and the panic buttons, the melts can be seen from the moon in College yeah. Station They are going to be losing it. Um, kudos to Mississippi State, though. Mississippi State's just Mike Leach, man, all of a sudden. Yeah. Did you see his press – a good thing? win. It is a good win. Did you see his post-game comments? I did not. So he was talking to this reporter, and this reporter is uh, a attractive young woman. She's getting – she's engaged to some uh, – so another another gentleman in the sports media market that I've never heard of. She asked him if he had any uh, wedding planning advice. And he goes on this, like, classic Mike Leach just tangent, just blabbering. Here, you ever listen to Mike Leach talk? Just Google, like, Mike Leach rambling. Mike Leach propersed post game presser there's all kinds of clips of this guy he is just he's a comedian and he's he gold. Ends, he's gold and he ends this five minute conversation with you should elope that's your the answer is you should elope it's so funny it's one of the one of the funnier moments of this week of college college football uh let's keep it rolling um uh oklahoma is a work in progress yeah.
1: um defense especially
0: Yes. Um, I I mean, I'll say I thought, Venom. you know, I know Lincoln Riley never had their defense going very well. And they, they Oklahoma didn't that has had a great defense for a while. Um, but I kind of thought Venables would bring that right away, at least like the fundamentals. But like TCU was running, running on them, passing on them. Max Duggan, they do whatever they want. They they yeah. they, hung, they hung 700 yards. I think they could have hung 900 for, for all didn't, whatever they wanted.
1: Yeah, and, and the big thing is um, Oklahoma is just, I mean, like you said, unable to stop the run against anybody. Yeah. So, you know, you saw chinks in the armor, and I think the armor just fell off. They got yeah. de-pantsed.
0: Yeah, they sure did. That's two losses in a row, two bad losses in a row. two purple teams in the Big 12. Um, Oklahoma, I do not think is going to be competing for the Big yeah, 12. Yeah, now they've got Texas yeah shoot out yes which we will talk about and we're, we're gonna start, we'll, we'll come back to that for sure um let's go next uh Ole Miss in UK that was a great game I don't know if you had a chance to watch that question was, was, was one of the best game better games a week uh uh Kentucky ended up losing 19 to 22 that game was played in the Grove in Oxford um could have gone either way Couple yeah. of calls, one or two plays. Um, I kind it, of it was from,
1: literally four plays that decided that game.
0: Yeah, no, I think you're. I think you're right. I walked away from that. My impression was that I thought Ole Miss was going to win that game by seven to ten points, and kind of convincingly, not at all. This is what I was saying earlier. Kentucky is, Kentucky is good. I I was I doubted. You mentioned running back from Kentucky. What's his Chris name? Rodriguez. Yes, that kid is good. He can play yeah. all. Well, he,
1: he's an all-SEC player that they've lacked up until now. Their run game was horrid up until Ole Miss. Ole Miss played great defense, um, surprisingly good defense. Um, they made big plays when it mattered. Uh, Will Levis, for all of, all of what he can do, continues to be a turnover machine, whether it's his fault or not. Um, Kentucky's offensive line is the worst in the SEC. Uh, I think they've given up like 19 sacks And um, he's so I don't completely blame Will Levis, um, but for as much as NFL scouts and everybody just gushes over him, he he hasn't really put them on his back uh, like you would expect. He hasn't really played up his potential. He played better last year. Um, He's lost some weapons on the outside. You know, we talked about Wondell Robinson Robinson not being there. Um, But, yeah, I mean, that was a great game. Kentucky is still a strong team. Chris Rodriguez as a stud Ole Miss um, showed a lot with their defense. I thought
0: that's, I mean, I I think Mike Stoops is just a good coach and he's got Kentucky at all levels. There's like, you know, the floor is very high for this Kentucky team. He's got them playing at a good level. They don't have, they don't have a roster like Georgia or Alabama, but they've got a bunch of guys that can play really good football. And Will Levis is still an NFL talent. So when you have that, a solid defense, a solid coaching, that'll win you nine games, which I think Kentucky's on pace to do. Well, well see yeah, I mean. We'll see what happens with Georgia and Tennessee. I mean, it's going to be a dogfight in the East. No pun intended. They're out of
1: conference every year Is Louisville. Yeah,
0: that helps. Who's there? Their
1: cross-conference rivalry is Mississippi State. Also helps. Well, this, won, year I, they got, maybe, yeah. this year they got the rotation against Ole Miss, which was a tough draw. Um, And then, you know, so their schedule, I mean, and they never schedule anybody else out, out of conference. I mean, it's it's Cupcake City plus Louisville and Mississippi State and then the rest of the East and your rotational in the West. So, I mean, a good coach in there should be winning eight games a year.
0: Period. Yep i think i think this year will be will be no different uh michigan state east lansing is burning maryland beat them 27 13 um one my my best probably my most accurate bold prediction of all time uh nailed that one uh you didn't nail it yet I mean, season's it's true. not over man it's we not over re- yet re- i mean michigan state's got ohio state which is a very beatable team i guess um coming up i um uh, well done, Maryland. Uh Talia yeah. Tungua uh continues to be a weapon, Rakeem Jarrett. Uh, Maryland's a solid team and they are they, are. they, they might they might give some, some of those big those Big Ten East uh foes some fuss. Um and they they beat they're better than Michigan State. They're objectively better than Michigan State and they beat them by two touchdowns as they should. Um I'm not sure what folks in in East Lansing we I think we're talking about this every week now. Um what do you go ahead?
1: Um well first off Things are not as dire as they seem.
0: When you Ooh, look they, at Michigan. They State, seem dire.
1: When you look at Michigan State schedule, look at who, who they ran up against. Preseason, you're looking at the Washington game and you're penciling in a win, probably. Washington is one of the most surprising teams in in, in the country this Michael year. Michael Penix is legit. so is Minnesota. They had them yes. on the schedule as well. That's you look at the schedule, that's a win. Minnesota probably all of a sudden surging, looking really good. Um, and so yeah. I mean Maryland. You could you could to a lesser extent probably put them in that same argument. Um, at the latter end of the schedule, you know you've got Indiana, Illinois, Rutgers, Wisconsin won't have a coach. They've got they, there's some wins there to be had, but not definitely not the season they wanted. And and a, a little bit of a shock to see them you know fall off for sure.
0: I think you, you make a really good point about uh, Washington and Minnesota. Washington very well might I mean very be, be very competitive in the big, in the Pac-12 and Minnesota very well might even though they lost to Purdue this last week they still very much might be the best team in the Big Ten West um Wisconsin's a shell themselves Michigan State's gonna be fine I'm just dunking on them because I'm still so about mm-hmm. my about my preseason uh remarks but um I mean, they're not competing for the East they're 0-2 no. in conference and they'll probably finish I don't know three well, and it's, it's not what you
1: want to see after yeah. uh shelling out that big money contract and they Tucker last year no, less than
0: a year t- ago. No, not ideal. Not not maybe a little bit of buyers more. Uh, we'll find out. Uh, let's keep it rolling. Um, Pitt, Pitt, an inexcusable loss to Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech just fired their coach and athletic director. We talked about it last week. That team is terrible up there with Colorado in terms of just yeah. bad football. And they came up and they beat Pitt. Pitt's supposed to be the best team in the Coastal in the ACC Coastal, which is all of a sudden the worst division in the Power Five.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I watched. I watched a lot of that game, and um, it just looked like uninspired football. It looked like they didn't care, and it looked like Georgia Tech was out to prove a point. You know, they they just played harder. They got outplayed. So Likewise. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the um, I don't know what that that means, but it's it's definitely an ugly one.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just inexcusable. Pat Arduzzi is a better coach. That defense is too good. Um, Keen Slovis is just, I, not, well. I know he was hurt. But I'm not sure who their who the quarterback was. I don't care who it is. You can't. You don't lose Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech is a is a program in an absolute tailspin. Um, it's tough. I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry for the Pit the Pit Panther fans who are listening to us right now. But you you can't lose that game. Um, let's keep it rolling. Uh, Pac-12 is deep. Uh, we, you and I had a conversation about how this massive just crevasse between Oregon USC. Utah than everybody else. That's just we're just patently wrong on that. We both we both swung and missed on that. UCLA five and zero. Oregon State. Washington State. UW. These teams is the the, the Pac twelve is a far deeper conference, and this was another week of showing exactly that.
1: Well, we'll find out about UCLA. I'm not ready to. They've looked pretty good, but I'm not quite ready to put them in there. Washington, I do think is is much much stronger. Than then we've given them credit yeah, for this is
0: year one with the, the rebuild. They're supposed to be rebuilding. Yeah. And Oregon and, State and, watch, go ahead.
1: Well, I was just going to say, I mean, we've talked about it so many times you, you plug in an outstanding quarterback via the transfer portal and it can change a lot. And Pennix jr. Has looked like a stud.
0: Yep. Yep. Uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm, it's, it's, it's fun because I think there's going to be two conferences that don't make the, at this point. If I, if I had to pick the playoff right now, I think there's going to be two conferences that don't make the playoffs, and it's probably the Pac 12 and the Big 12. And not because they lack the, the, the firepower at the top, um, because they might, I mean, Oklahoma State could do that. USC could still do it. Uh, UCLA could still do it. Um. But because I, the teams, the, the conferences are just much deeper than I thought. I think there's going to be a lot of infighting. I think they're going to cut each other down. I'm expecting yeah. at this point, I'm expecting everybody in the Pac 12 to have two losses, maybe three. Same for the big, same for the big 12 by its all by, by the time it's all said and done, just because there are no, there isn't a Kansas bottom feeder. I mean, obviously the Pac 12 has Colorado. You're welcome for that. Um, but you know, the back, the, the big 12 does not have the bottom, is falling out just show up it doesn't matter who's, who's doesn't matter if you tr- trot your golf team out there you're gonna get a win um so I think I think we're looking at two much deeper much more entertaining conferences
1: yeah I think um, as a whole this year we've seen a lot more parody uh, already we've seen a lot of just those crazy upsets that we love as college football fans uh, and we'll continue to see that we're gonna we're, we're gonna continue to make a lot of assumptions um, today and and next week and Teams are going to continue to prove us wrong and make us look dumb. And that's awesome. I mean, you're, there's going to be more chaos. And there's been more chaos this year uh, and last year than there than there ever was the previous years. Because of the transfer portal, Just you can just plug things in and change your roster so quickly. You can turn things around so much faster. So I agreed.
0: Agreed. Uh, we already talked about Kansas a little bit. We already, talk, sorry, we already talked about Wisconsin. They're in need of a big overhaul. They, 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 they the wheels are in motion there. Uh, Kansas Magic survives one more week, and we're going to talk about what Kansas is going next. But I just want to tip my hat again to them. They're five and zero. Just, yeah, beat the Cyclones. again Another solid Big 12 team that you know Matt Campbell's one of a great coach, hot commodity coach who's gonna be he's gonna be on the who's gonna get a bunch of phone calls. Um, and Kansas is five and zero, And they did it with defense.
1: And Kansas, Kansas showed up on D. You know, they've been doing a lot of razzle dazzle on offense, and they won this game 14-11. Which
0: is promising because they're gonna need it coming up against TCU. But let's, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But kudos to Kansas keeping the dream alive, rock chalk go straight from a college basketball national championship to a college football national championship. Let's 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 I'm, I'm here for it. Let's go. Let's go. Jayhawks, uh, Bama. No Bryce. No problem. Uh, uh, I'm not even sure. I didn't. I didn't. I could not have told you who that Alabama backup quarterback is, but man, is he fast. Um, he, looked good. he looked good. Um, I mean, oh, shock Mike. Hey, Alabama's got a good backup quarterback. Bet you didn't yeah. know that, that you were bet you're shocked surprise. to hear that. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Turns out what do you know? <laughs> what do you know? Um, it sounds like I he said he he if those who don't know, Bryce uh Bryce Young, their Heisman winning quarterback, um, went down with a shoulder injury in like the first or something, fell on his like rotator cuff or something. It sounded like in the post game presser was saving that he could have gone back, but he was sore and he couldn't throw the ball very hard, and he will be fine. Yeah. Didn't matter this week. And if I were them, I'd put the backup in again this week against a I don't think it's going to matter next week. No, I probably won't.
1: Um, but it won't help Bryce Young when the Heisman's sitting on the sideline. So he'll be in there. I think it was yeah. kind of a bruised labrum or something. Um, we'll see. I mean, they, they, they may be cautious with him because obviously they want to make a deep run.
0: They're going to put all kinds of cortisone in him. So I'm sure if he does go out there, he won't feel a thing. But, you know... Um, it won't matter for, for, yeah. for, for, for this for this coming week. Um, also, I just want to say uh, Arkansas has now lost two straight. I think they're going to lose the next two as well. Um, I uh, Arkansas is in trouble. Um, I just want to say
1: Arkansas is still a very good football team. They are, their schedule has been brutal, and um, KJ Jefferson probably won't play this weekend. He's been he's been banged up, um, and without him, you know their offense completely relies on him. So yep. if he doesn't go, they're going to lose again.
0: Yep. And the and the next game with which you and I've talked about and you really harped on this point, they're going to Utah. They're yeah. flying to the mountains a week after Turn to play up. a very good mormon team a bunch of byu cougars so it doesn't get easier for them at the moment you know they started out three and oh sam Pittman had those guys going the right direction but they're they are staring in the barrel at three and four yeah and they were everyone's favorite to uh kind of be the the darling of the west this year sure and when they get back to the south it's not it's it's easy then then they're going to at they're going to the plains i mean again we don't know what we don't know what situation auburn is going to be in two days from now let alone next in in two three weeks, but yeah, they may have, they
1: may have no coach and half the team in the transfer portal by then.
0: <laughs> it's true, but it's still it is still it's also Halloween weekend. It's still an SEC road game. Very um, spooky. Very very spooky. Very spooky. So Arkansas, the the luster has worn worn off. Still a good team, but um, they they're due for some losses. Um, Okie State, um, they're the best team in the Big Twelve. They beat my Baylor Bears, which made me sad. Um, I just Fletcher Sanders. Played well, un- uncharacteristically well. Was, made, was really smart with the ball. Um, Mike Gundy's got Mike, Mike Gundy seems to got them rolling. Um, I think they are. I, I'm ready to write them in right now. as one of the one of the two teams in the Big Twelve Championship.
1: Yeah, they they dominated. They looked good. They were coming off a buy. You know, uh, Baylor had a tough, grinded out win the week before, and um, I think it was just one of those one of those games. It was it was a good game. Um, Oklahoma state continues to look good not to take anything away from Baylor. Uh, are still a great football team, two losses. There's still, no one wants to see them on, on the schedule coming up. Yeah.
0: Um, so cause the Cowboys, uh, you, clearly the driver's seat at the conference gift, especially given what we've seen with Texas and Oklahoma. Um, and they're, I mean, I mean, like I said, I don't think Oklahoma state's going 12 and no, but if anybody is going to the playoff from the big 12, it's it's going to be the boys in still water. It seems like the only viable possibility in my mind at this point. So cool. Someone there. Um, So Utah dominant again, another very impressive win. Um, All I think about them is what was that Florida loss? Like, I don't, you know, Florida's going this way. Utah's going this way. I don't, what the hell was that?
1: You know, it's tough. I mean, When you've got a a team as talented as Florida under a new regime, I mean, there's still talent on the roster. I mean, this is the same situation that LSU has going on right now. You still have ballers. You still have playmakers. Maybe everyone's not quite pulling in the right direction, in the same direction yet. Maybe we haven't figured things out. Maybe, you know, all the schemes aren't dialed dialed in. Um, But you take a Utah team, and they're going across the country, and you've got guys throwing up in the first quarter on the sidelines in the swamp because they're not prepared. Um, you know, it's just, it's just a fluky game. And you're right. We probably wrote Utah off a little bit prematurely, um, but I still give Florida some credit because we don't know what they're going to be yet either.
0: I, I want to, I just, I, I think I, I'm less and less impressed with Florida as the season goes on, and Utah on the other hand, seventy three to seven Southern Utah, thirty five to seven San Diego State, thirty four to thirteen Arizona State, not exactly murders row. I'm talking about right there, but there's Oregon State, forty two to sixteen. They have straight handled their business every step of the way. Monster back to back weeks against UCLA and USC coming this week and the week after. So I mean Utah, I mean they're they're you know they draw a punch from the gut and they they they, they 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 they've landed their four counter punches and now it's now it's back to the fight um we'll we'll see we'll find out about utah as well i guess yeah long so, way to go long and way to go
1: yeah a lot to be determined on the field
0: <laughs> uh also got uh yukon yukon we're not gonna talk about them very often from the show but this is probably their first and maybe only moment yukon gets their first FBS win since 2019, upsetting Fresno State. Uh, UConn Huskies, uh, headed by Jim Mora, the old Falcons coach, I think he was, way back. Yep. Yeah, and UCLA. And UCLA. Uh, he's, he's He is rebuilding there. He's trying to breathe some life into that school to do other things well, other than women's basketball. Kudos to them. Their first win since 2019, which of course was against UMass. Um, go, Huskies. Of course. Good. Of course I, I, I hope everybody up in, I hope everyone in Connecticut is excited for those guys. Um, you start guys, you gotta start somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's all those are all my notes of last week. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we talk about what's gonna happen this coming couple? No, this. no,
1: no. Let's keep it rolling.
0: Cool. Cool. Uh, so we're going to do these a little differently because obviously home, uh, home teams and LSU, Tennessee have a little different meaning this week. So we're going to, we're going to talk about the the three mainline headline games. We'll talk about UVA and Virginia tech briefly It's a little rough for those guys. Then we'll kind of get into our um, one take uh, around, just kind of around the horn situation uh, leading off uh, TCU number 17 at number 19, Kansas at noon at FS one uh, TCU is a seven point favorite. This game is at noon. Um, Arguably the two, arguably, um, at least one of the best teams, in the big 12. And then we, we still don't really know about Kansas given that, but they are five and Oh, two undefeated teams. Uh, it's just the most excited I've been to watch. If it wasn't new, I'd be paying more attention. Uh, what do you got?
1: Yeah, this is cool because it's Kansas. Um, and this is kind of a show me game for them. You know, are they for real? Are they legit? Um, and this, the stats say that they are. They've got a really fun offense, um, and they're up against, you know, kind of one of their, their first really big-time tests. Iowa State was kind of the, the precursor, and and they're a solid team. But this is, this is, this is the, the one that makes them legit if they win it. You know, they snuck into the top 25, and here they are. The table is set. This is probably the biggest game. Uh, the biggest football game for them in like the history of their program.
0: (laughs) It's been a really, really long time. I think it was like in 2007 with like Casey Dick, they were like, they were, they started a really hot start, but yeah, this is the biggest game in Lawrence Kansas in a very, very long time. TCU is good. Sam Dykes is a great coach. Max Duggan is an awesome quarterback. They are good. Um, I hate to say it, but I don't really don't like Kansas in this spot. I like, I mean, I know that they're playing at, I know, I know they're playing at Davis booth, Kansas Memorial stadium, which I, I couldn't, I knew that i knew the basketball team <laughs> plays in the Allen Fieldhouse, but yep. I could not, I, you it's, couldn't it's give me all adjacent, the money. Maybe. Yeah. Couldn't pay me all the money in the world. I could not tell you where Kansas played football. The day sure it'll booth be a harness, Kansas Memorial stadium. Um, game day will be there. Game day will be there, which is also amazing. I think that's, that's, yeah. that's, uh kudos to them for not going to another sec team and going outside the box and they would do that this year they went to app state already too um i appreciate game day love game day love the espn game day crew going to new interesting cool places so that's awesome. yes
1: and um, this game will go as Jalen daniels goes um he's a great runner he will he will have to run the ball uh he's he hasn't been super flashy with his arm uh not that efficient with his arm um do you think that Kansas's defense will do have an Iowa state caliber performance.
0: No. And that's just going to say that's, I I actually think that I actually think it's the other side of the ball is going to be for Kansas. I'm expecting Kansas to score, um, but I'm also expecting TCU to score, but TCU's defense, they're giving up 120 less yards per game. Now granted TCU schedule has been kind to them. Uh, SMU, Tarleton, Colorado, and Oklahoma. Who's who forgot how to play defense. Um, But I just, I think they are more solid. What I think this game, I like, I like TCU to win this game and probably to cover by, I don't know, 10 points or, so because 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 i think tcu is going to get a handful of stops that kansas will not um uh, i think sunny dykes and max duggan have that offense humming and i don't think and kansas is they had a good showing against um iowa state kudos hats off 14 11 is a a gritty win way to get that one but um TCU just we just we saw what TCU did to Oklahoma. They just annihilated them. And they've been doing that to everybody. Their 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 point totals this year, 38, 59, 42, 55. They are no stranger to the end zone. And I don't think Kansas will get enough stops.
1: Yeah, I think TCU is the more consistent team. Um they're also more talented across the board. Uh Kansas has been doing a little bit with scheme. Yep. Uh, which is
0: goes a long great. way at college level. Yeah, yeah.
1: it really doesn't. And and that'll that'll work quite a bit but i think across you know the this entire specific college football game um TCU is going to come out i agree with you they probably win and, and 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 cover i think it'll it'll be close for most of the game and TCU gets some stops gets a couple couple scores late and uh makes it a you know 14 point game something like that
0: we agree awesome uh number number 11 Utah at number eighteen, UCLA, the Hornets' nest that nobody ever actually attends at the known as the Rose Garden. Can someone please show up for this game? On, this, for is love a fabulous, this is a fabulous. game. The the problem. It, it hurts my a- heart
1: to see <laughs> it's, this it's, it's happen weird. in college football. At, I, yeah. like, in like a. A, a marquee market and, and a prime situation.
0: The good news is for at least for I mean for college football fans is um, the world is no, the world has noticed the Pac twelve. Pac twelve is is the, is the Power Five conference that nobody seems to watch in the college reverse, college football universe because the universe revolves around the SEC and the Big Ten. This game is three thirty on Fox, which means twelve thirty local time, which means it's going to be out in the daylight and everyone's going to be watching it because it's honestly it's far and away the best game in the whole country at three thirty. It's way better than. Auburn, Georgia. Uh, I don't even know, I'm not even sure what ABC is playing. So we're gonna get some real eyeballs on that. So you we're, we're gonna get a really great chance to see uh what Cam Rising Utah and what um DTR and uh Chip Kelly are doing useless so That's exciting at least. Yes. And it's great to have a matchup like this
1: with two high-caliber, high-performing quarterbacks. Um, it's gonna it's, it's gonna be kind of a sexy game, I think. Cam rising uh, they want to do it on the ground, um, and they've got you know a little bit more beef in the trenches to probably push UCLA around. I'm not. I'm still not a believer in UCLA. I'm. I'm just not. I, maybe I have some bias. I just don't really.
0: I mean, that's reasonable. They gave up. They gave up fifty to UW. UW. I mean, Michael Penix Jr. is doing is doing great things, but they. But UCLA has not uh, proven to be. Particularly good at defense. Although I will say that game they lost earlier in this, they almost lost early in this earlier in the season to um to South Alabama hasn't has actually aged really well because South Alabama was like the best team um one of the best teams in the Sun Belt. So in general, they're they're good in that regard. What I like about about UCLA, especially from as a non UCLA fan, they're just fun to watch. Jim yeah. Kelly is always entertaining uh DTR Dorian Thompson Robinson they're like gotta be what ninth year uh senior quarterback uh really simply under his system and Zach Charbonnet the Michigan transfer running back is
1: solid as well yeah
0: those guys are gonna but the three of them that three-headed monster with Chip Kelly calling the plays DTR and Zach Zach Charbonnet they're gonna they're gonna put some fireworks out in the field um and Utah has got to play super sound know your position, know your role, know your gaps football for 60 minutes to beat them. So I'm expecting I'm especially on the road. I'm expecting uh, them to, them to throw a lot of wrinkles at them that they have not seen before. Utah might win this game because they are better coached. Cam Rising's a great quarterback. Um, but I wouldn't, I would, I'm expecting UCLA to put at least two, two, two of uh, sports centers, top 10 highlights. This on this Yeah. Game.
1: Dorian Thompson Robinson is
0: really fun to watch. He's, you
1: know, Dynamic with the football. So Zach Charbonnet and both of those guys are going to carry the ball a lot. You're going to see a lot of different ways to run the ball. I mean, different ways to attack via the ground game. Um, So that'll be fun. I think they probably get more splash plays, um, but Utah is probably more consistent on, on both sides of the ball. Uh, I think I still like Utah to to win. What, what did we say the spread was on this one? Three.
0: It's, it's Utah is minus three and a half on the road. So it's a. Yeah,
1: a, I guess I'll take Utah to cover that. I don't. I don't. I don't have a great feel. I, I, again, I admit I'm probably a little biased against UCLA, but they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to prove it. They're gonna have to show me a little bit. And this is one. This is one of those games. You win this one, um, you're legit.
0: Whoever wins this one, I mean, whoever wins. Whoever wins this game is gonna is is going to is going to. Jump into the one B of USC. I think right now USC is getting all the love, given Caleb Williams, Jordan Addison, um, Lincoln Riley at all. Um, but the question is, is like who's the number two team? You know, everyone kind of forgot about Oregon after they got you know just. Their tails hand to them at Georgia, um, Utah. We wrote off a little bit. We are talking about Florida a little bit. UCLA is five and zero. If they're six and zero, all of a sudden the battle for Los Angeles end the season might be the Pac twelve championship, which yeah. they would play again. And we the did following not week. See, <laughs> that I mean, see that coming. I mean, we didn't that think that would be a,
1: a big time matchup at all. The other thing is Utah. To, this is just something else to consider. Utah's yeah. back is against the wall a little bit when they look at their preseason hopes. You know. Uh, myself included, everyone talked about them being in the playoff, but yeah, that really cool. lost to Florida, this game, you know, this could be elimination time for them. Yeah. Um, although it is college football and, you know, the goal is not always just make the playoff, but that was their goal this year. So, yeah,
0: no, I think a two, I think a two losses this year. I think we, you know, we've already, we're already looking at, I mean, p- probably penciling in Ohio state, Clemson, probably sec, Georgia or Alabama, maybe both. So, if two losses – no, I think you're right. I think this is, this is not going to be a G5 year. This is not going to be a Cincinnati year. No. Right? And, not, yeah, there's
1: no darling from the G5.
0: No, it sure isn't. So you, I think you're right. I think Utah, given the expectations, what they had bringing back – I know they lost their all-world tight end to the season-ending injury a while ago, but given what they have and what they brought back, this was their – I think this was they thought, and rightfully so as far as I can tell, their best opportunity to compete for a playoff spot. And that's just not going to yeah. happen. It's just not going to happen if they lose. if they lose on Saturday. Um, uh, I'll go with you. I'll go Utah. I'll go. They're better. They are. They are a better coach. Deeper team. More depth. Um, I'll take Utah to cover as well. I think that's reasonable. Yeah, Uh, we agree. Uh, Texas. Texas at Oklahoma at noon on ABC. Texas is a seven-point favorite. This is actually such a neutral-site game. This is the Red River Shootout. Uh, this is one of the rivalry games that makes college football so great. Yes. Um, Iron Bowl, Army Navy, Michigan, Ohio State. Um, the Red River, Texas, Oklahoma is right there. Granted, it's regional. Obviously, it's Big Twelve. But these are two blue-chip, historical programs. And this game all- always
1: is always fun regardless I of, I mean, it just always seems to be one of those wild mashups.
0: Absolutely. And then there, there's, there are teams that hate each other. There are teams that, that, that have family feuds that go back literally longer than Mike and I have been around. Um, for me, the question is um, I, I, this is, this is funny because I, I, I mean, Oklahoma is, is really, really had the gut together partially got two weeks in a row. Um, Question number one is, is is Quinn Ewers going to play? And what if he does play? What does he look like? Uh, Quinn Ewers being the star quarterback of of Texas, went down week two in that tough Alabama injury, looked lights out into them. Hudson Card has filled in, done admirably, but he is not Quinn Ewers, who who many, based on what we've seen, the small sample size is a really, really good quarterback. Um, So question number one is, is he coming back? Um, Question number two does it matter? Because the good news is, right behind him is Bijan Robinson, Texas All American running back. Given what Oklahoma just got done to them by TCU, maybe it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, I think this is a really good spot for Texas because even though Oklahoma's back is against the wall, um, they've just been handed two solid blueprints on how to line up and um, and beat them, yeah. and they have they have the personnel to do it. Uh, TCU put up what was it wasn't. 361 rushing yards without and they don't have a, they don't have a back uh at the same caliber of Bijan Robinson. Nobody Absolutely does. No. Um so if they do get viewers back, um that's just gonna be, you know, more more fuel to the fire. I actually really like Texas in this one. Um just because it seems like the defense the wheels are kind of falling off in Oklahoma. I don't know that it's gonna be a big time blowout or anything like that. Obviously this game is always wild and, and interesting. And, and, um, and last year, you know, Texas got up big and um, obviously Caleb Williams him. stormed back for Oklahoma and ended up winning the game. Um, so I think it'll probably be close again, but I do like Bijan Robinson, uh, like you mentioned.
0: Yeah. And also Texas's defense is better there. I mean, they're, they're averaging six, they're average. They're, their yards given up per, are 60 yards less. Um, and Sarkeesian just seems Texas, frankly, I it has not been known for defense since like 2005. It's been a long time since Texas has had a good defense. Um, uh, that seems like they he's got them playing sound football in the big 12 against this team. That's probably all you need because Oklahoma is not going to have the responses. I love Texas to cover this. I know it's a rivalry game. So this is one of those moments where we're, we're going to say everything points to Texas doing yeah. this, but because it's a rivalry game, Oklahoma wins by 20, you know, something yeah. weird is going to happen. Like well, and I mean,
1: you know, the transitive property never works and every week is different in college football. Um, but you look at Texas's losses, and Texas very easily could have beaten Alabama. They 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 were so close; they probably should have won that game. Um, they got upset uh, at at Texas Tech with a three point loss. Very easily could have won that game. Those two losses are very 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 different than what Texas is or what Oklahoma is coming off of two blowouts where their defense just didn't even show up. So when you look at the body of work, um, you know even outside of looking at a rivalry, Texas has just been the stronger team thus far.
0: True. And the other thing that worth thing is I forgot to mention Dylan Gabriel, the Oklahoma starting quarterback, he got win with, well, with an injury in the TCU game. Probably not gonna play. I've heard that as well. And if he does, in like, you know, what what state are what what is he ready to go? Is he is he is he at, is he at full strength? And it's, and I, he wasn't it. playing that
1: well before he got hey. I think no. he had a concussion. I really don't think he comes back and
0: plays. Yeah, and he didn't look good at TCU anyway. That him getting out the, him getting hurt in the TCU game was not the difference. They were no. TCU was gonna run away with that game anyway. Um, but it's just I mean, if you're if you're Oklahoma, your defense is reeling, and you lost uh, your star quarterback, it doesn't help. It doesn't yeah, help. you want your guy. You want him, you? Ideally, you want him to play. All right. I guess it's time we got to talk about the thing that we're supposed to talk about. This is, this, <laughs> here it comes. Uh, the game of the season, arguably for this podcast, um, definitely the game of the week for Mike and I, uh, number three, uh, university of Tennessee. I'm um, no, sorry, number eight, number 10, excuse, excuse me, at number 25 LSU at noon. All these games are at noon. It's so dumb yeah. on ESPN. University of Tennessee is a three point favorite opened at four and a half. It's moved a little bit in favor of LSU. You want to start? or you want me to?
1: Um, I'll start because I think we, there's a lot of we, we're probably seeing a lot of the same things. We can play sure. off each other a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I will start by saying, first off, um, thank God this is an eleven o'clock local yeah. time kickoff. God, Huge stupid. win for the Vols. Um, so that's that's nice. That's nice to have. Um, start, tell
0: tell tell the audience why.
1: Tell why? Because nobody wants to play at night in Death Valley. It's a tough place to play. Nobody wants um Cajuns who've been drinking for 12 hours to be (laughs) um juiced up and in your ear hole all game long. So yeah, I mean that's no that's a no-brainer. It's still gonna be a a great environment. Um, but this it's a a day game pales in comparison. Um so that's that's a nice setup. Um Tennessee also coming off a bye week, which is very, very helpful. Um, LSU just won a knife fight and, um, on the plains against Auburn, a very kind of tough fought, hard fought game that they were lucky to come away with. Uh, so, you know, that kind of sets the stage. Tennessee's banged up in a couple places. Cedric Tillman, um, very likely will not
0: play. Oh, I don't think I do that. So man being Tennessee's uh all world receiver and hooker's number one favorite target. Um I don't I don't think I realized he was that and I saw the the, the gentleman I don't even know who it is the, the guy the, the secondary uh somebody's somebody's the ticker should Williams that. will come back. Um he he hasn't played at all
1: this year, but he should be a boost to the secondary.
0: I think you're talking about
1: Warren Burrell. Yes. Yeah.
0: He's out. yeah. He's out. Yeah, we
1: lost him for the season um last week. Um for what it's worth, you know, it just makes the secondary a little bit more thin. Already a, a, a group that uh, is looking for answers. Um, but that's kind of the setup. Um, I think we're both seeing a couple of the same things. Why don't you dive into it?
0: Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, so, LSU obviously come, coming off the of Jordan Hare win. Um, it was, uh, LSU's. Uh, LSU has done a couple things really well this year and a couple things really bad this year. And, and I'll, I'll, just, I'll just quickly gloss off the Auburn game. LSU won 21-17, went down 17-0 if, and came back and came, stormed back. Uh, LSU all year has been making really, really good second half adjustments. And our second half defense has been lights out. We saw more of that. Offense was terrible. I think we passed for 85 yards, um, which is a major concern. Um, Jaden Daniels, the Arizona State transfer, has plenty of experience. LSU still has Four or five top flight receivers, including Keyshawn Boutte, who's who's a his mo, his most folks preseason All-American. He just can't get them the ball. Keyshawn um, Boutte has
1: less than hundred yards receiving this yes. year. So which far. Is and junk, he was an all yeah, preseason all-American.
0: Which is just wild because he's probably a first rounder um in May. Um it's uh, our we are having our the LSU's offense is is not good, Auburn was more of that. So Going into this game, why that matters now. Going into this game, uh, Mike, I might have talked about it a little bit already is this seems, is this, this is going to be kind of good on good on bad on bad. Um, LSU's offense is not where it should be, frankly. Um, given the weapons we have wide receiver, given the uh, our starting quarterback who has like 40 starts under his belt. Um, and Tennessee's defense is not loaded with this, with the SEC level depth, uh, that it should be. So that's kind of the bad on bad. Um, the good on good is, LSU's defense, which has improved tremendously throughout the season. Um, at every level, defensive line continues to be all world. The secondary has been one of the best surprises for our team. It's all transfers from Arkansas and University of Lafayette and maybe one or two LSU seniors. And the linebackers have really turned on Harold Perkins, the five star number one uh inside linebacker recruit from last year. So our defense has been great. On the other side, they've got a monster challenge in uh Hooker um and Tennessee's offense, which Hypel has just cruising. So It's it it comes. I don't know which is gonna like what's gonna give like rock in a hard place. Like, are we gonna be able to keep Tennessee to thirty one points? Can LSU score thirty one points?
1: Yeah, I think um, turnovers is gonna be big in this one. Uh, When you look at that Auburn game, Auburn turned the ball over four times. They had that inexcusable um, fair catch muff for turnover. They had that terrible uh, halfback pass in the red zone by yeah, former LSU
0: player, super embarrassing. <laughs>
1: yeah. um, and so, yeah, Tennessee can limit turnovers. Um, I think their offense will, will, will click just fine. When you talk about the good on good, bad on bad. One of the things that was interesting to me is um, it's not just Tennessee's defense. That's played bad. It's sp- very specifically the secondary. Um, and so when you look at our cornerbacks and our, our safeties, You know, can Jaden Daniels actually stretch the field for once? Can he actually test those guys? Because we've actually played really well against the run, Um, you know, whether it's scheme or personnel, we've loaded up against the run and um, we've given up a lot of plays in a soft zone. So, you know, will LSU try to stick to what they've been doing, which is very run heavy with Jaden Daniels, a lot of checkdowns. I think six of eight of his passes were to running backs and tight ends last week. Uh, a lot of checkdowns. They need to stretch the, the field if they're going to win. Those opportunities will be there.
0: Sure. And Brian Kelly's talking about that. And that's and I think I think I think everyone's great. So I mean, to Jaden Daniels' credit, he's done very very well protecting the ball. He's got nine touchdowns and no picks on the year. His QBR for whatever for whatever that statistic is worth is like 130 because of that kind of um, accident free ball. But the problem is, is he's not taking the shots he needs he's he's and yeah. I think most that will watch. not
1: that will not work to win this game no he will I have agree to make, he will have to make plays with yeah
0: his and if I'm Kayshawn if I'm, I'm sorry if I'm Jayden Daniels if I'm Brian Kelly and I'm saying Kayshawn Butte is inevitably at some point probably more than once going to be on an island yeah. with whoever Tennessee's back there just throw him the ball throw it up to him yeah just throw him the ball you know and make make your all let your all American attack because that's nothing that's not something we have done this year because yeah we haven't had to, or not comfortable, or we haven't gotten the same page, hasn't been meshing. There was an all, I don't know how you're feeling. I don't know your thoughts about this. But I heard about a, this. Yeah. There yesterday. was a players. So what teams like doing when they're not doing so well, if they come off a couple of losses. They have players only meetings, which is great. You love seeing the players take charge of the locker room, take charge of their units. And I, you know, obviously the LSU media made it big deal about it and also said so all the message boards you hear this all the time i don't really i, I guess it's a good thing i don't know if you have any feelings about team meetings
1: well this one was very specifically the quarterback and wide receiver room. that's it yeah just yeah. those
0: two groups right
1: um and so yeah i think it's good that they're noticing and and and, and taking accountability for for uh, what's been a flaw in their game um it's up to the coaching staff to kind of turn them loose and give them the confidence to go make some of those plays and for Jaden Daniels to, to sort of, I guess, unshackle himself. Those plays will be there. um, And, and I believe they'll probably make some, I just don't know if it's going to be enough because those splash plays are probably going to be needed um, to win the game. So, um, you know, if Tennessee can take care of the football, it'll just be interesting to see how LSU game plans on offense. Do they try to, Stick with the run game at first, and just say, "Hey, look, we're going to line up, and we're, if we can run the ball, and we don't have to try to stretch the field. Like, sure. why not try to do that?" Sure. Um The problem is if you stick with that too long, you know, you're looking up, and it's, it's a 17 to nothing game against these Vols is a very different than the 17 nothing game against Auburn.
0: Yeah, I could see I could see a route where tennis, where LSU tries to shorten the game. If Especially if, if, if they're running the ball well, and they want to, they want to keep Tennessee's offense off the field. I could certainly see that. Um, you know, will, will Tennessee's got to hold them. And then, and then if they are stacking the box then you are definitely going to see those one, and then that play action pass might be there. Yeah. I actually think if I'm, you know, like there, I, I mean, I've, I've, I've gone over this scenario a billion times in my head. There's a scenario that LSU wins by 14. There's a scenario where LSU loses by 14. And I can feel like I can six, I can picture and see all of those many times. I like the first thing you said, I think it comes down to turnovers. Someone's going to make a mistake. Someone's going to blink. Neither LSU nor Tennessee has been particularly sharp on special teams this year. I think is that yeah. fair. Is that fair? LSU. Yeah, I would.
1: I was going to say that LSU, uh <laughs> we all were terrible. Been, we've gotten we've gotten to like, and you've been the, okay. the benefactor of a lot of special teams errors. Yeah. Um, I mean, we had some some punt snafus. Um, we didn't have to punt against Florida at all, uh, so I would expect us to have to punt at least once against Ellis. <laughs> that's not a thing that it's a, normally it's happens. A reasonable,
0: it's a reasonable presumption. Yeah, um,
1: um, I mean, so that's an area. That's an area to look at. Um, yeah.
0: Right. I just, I, I mean, I think, I think that's going to happen. I think, I mean, it's gonna be, whether it's Jaden Daniels throwing that jump ball that goes either way, um, other Hen hooker, but the speed option fumble. Like, I don't know what's going to be, but like, I, I mean, like, I think there's a good chance. Uh, I'll say, LSU has done very, very well all season against everybody, including Florida State. And if the game was 10 minutes longer, I think they win at making second half adjustments. If this game is tied or if LSU's up by three, I feel really good about LSU's chances to win at home. Especially then because in the, cause that point the crowd will definitely be into it. The people will be going to their second round of uh, makers whatever's in their pocket like they will get it'll get festive if lsu starts slow which they've done every game this year have, just about yeah. with the exceptions of southern and new mexico but whatever every they've started slow against auburn florida state and mississippi state the three quality teams they've played this year if that happens to tennessee we're in big trouble so i think there's got to be lsu has to start fast but if yeah. they do and they get to halftime and at the lead I really, I really like. I really like LSU in the second half, just because Matt House has done such a good job with this defense after that break.
1: It'll be interesting to see um, how the game plays out for sure, because there are a lot of different ways that that you could slice this one. LSU is obviously very talented. Um, this could be a coming out party for the offense, just because they haven't done it thus far. Doesn't mean that they can't do it. Right. A lot of times, you know, you're game planning for each specific opponent and you do what is necessary or what you think is necessary to win the game. So maybe this is the game they go out and play a little bit more free uh, and and take some shots. And, and Jaden Daniels gets a little more confidence in that deep ball. Um, that being said, Tennessee is already playing free uh, and they're coming off a bye. And I just think that their offense is going to continue to roll, uh, even though uh, LSU's defense is very stout, especially on the D line. Um, I do think that there's just too many too much firepower uh, and too many offensive plays made uh, for them for, for, for LSU to overcome, unless, unless they, unless they force some turnovers, they'd have to win the turnover battle, but I, I do like the balls
0: here. I think, I mean, I think, turnover, I think, whoever, I think whoever wins turnover battle is going to, is going to be the one who who wins the game. I, I really yeah. think, I think it's what going to kind of come down to, which is like so cliche, the most cliche uh, thing in the world, but, but like in a game like so this, where like I don't see like an obvious, here's a fun statistic. Um, Tennessee is almost exactly 116 yards better on offense and that same amount worse on defense. So you're looking, you're, I mean, you're literally yeah. talking about the things that we are better and worse at almost line up. Um, rush, you know, so that's so I don't know. It's a little, it's a little fun statistic.
1: Conversely, um, when you look at, you know, that kind of mirror image, when you talk about what LSU can do on offense, has all been kind of underneath stuff, and Tennessee loves to take shots. I think they're averaging 11 point 11 point something yards per pass attempt. Um, and you gotta feel good if you're LSU thinking about what you just did to Mississippi State. But that passing offense is very different. That's a ball control that's underneath stuff. That's a run game. They're averaging probably like six seven yards per attempt. Um, so Tennessee's gonna to challenge them over the top. LSU has not challenged anybody over the top. And um, I'd like to, I'm going to, they're going to try and they're, they're probably going to hit a few. So it'll be fun to to see both teams kind of open up. And um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for this one.
0: Me too. Can we we promise to still be friends afterwards? The podcast will survive this this Uh, game
1: regardless. I think we will. I think we'll try (laughs) it. We made it this far.
0: (laughs) Over, uh, over under 65 points, Tennessee minus three. I'll say LSU 31, 27. What's your, what's your fearless pick?
1: Um thirty-one twenty seven. Wow. You think you outscore the balls? Thirty one twenty seven. Okay. I'm gonna go I'm I gonna mean, go. That's,
0: that's fifty eight points. I mean that's about where the Vegas thinks, yeah. I'm, I'm
1: gonna not. go something more like um thirty-five twenty eight, something like that.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Maybe like forty one
0: thirty, you know, yeah. I don't know. 40 points is a lot of points. Well, It could happen. It could it certainly could happen. Especially if folks are if folks are still sleeping at 11 o'clock local time. Noon could Friday, be. Could be still sleeping. Uh, good stuff. Uh, that will be a great save. All right, let's keep it moving. Uh, let's talk about – we're going to switch to homer time really quick, and then we'll go back to all of our one-quitters, and we'll get out of here. Um,
1: yeah, we're, we're, we're going to move, man. We're going
0: yeah, – let's, <laughs> let's do it. I spent I'll, a lot of time on that one. So, um, I mean, yeah, everybody, everybody still isn't going to point expected as much. Um. Let's get to the bad first. Uh, UVA lost to Duke 38-17. Um, I'm not going to focus on either of this game much because there's not much to – this team is not good. Uh, Brandon Armstrong, the wide receivers, are regressing. And uh, it's – I don't – It's this is I, – I kudos to defense for fighting like hell. They've overperformed so far this year. Chad Rudinsky is a good defensive coordinator. Um, this team is bad. I just – It's. I, I – you know, the silver lining I – have, I have one silver lining for this team and one silver lining for Tech because um, they fared similar it's it's still time the coastal yeah. division is so bad it is so bad if UVA can figure it out the season is not lost i they literally they could still win the coastal division given how bad it is that's all i got
1: yeah i don't i don't i think both of these teams i'm just going to go ahead and start talking about virginia tech as well i mean yeah. you're looking at getting to a bowl game getting better looking for the silver linings um duke has been we got to give duke duke some credit i mean they're 4-1 yeah, <laughs> um they're actually pretty good uh, UVA is, is a little worse than, than we thought they'd be. And, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't think there's one thing that you can, you can say, I mean, Brennan Armstrong threw the ball 37 times. He only had 200 yards an interception and a touchdown. Um, nobody's really performing. So, you know, it, I think that there's just maybe a gap in the understanding of what they're trying to do from a scheme perspective. You also have to think about, you know, when you, when you've got a new, system that you're putting in um you're tr- a lot of times you're trying to install something different and you're trying to put a square peg in a, in a round hole so um i don't know i don't know why you can't do something with the, the arm talent that brennan armstrong has i don't know either um uh, but i don't get paid to make uh <laughs> to figure that stuff out
0: no tony elliott does and and it's it has not happened yet uh you uh so uh Go, go, go to the next week's game. Uh, Louisville uh, just lost to Boston college. Uh, the fighting Rob Reeds are also one of the worst teams in college. Fighting football. Rob reads. <laughs> yeah. Um, kudos to the fighting Rob Reeds. Louisville is minus three at UVA. It's only they, the Vegas only sits of three points. Turn it around. Get a win. Uh, you, uh, Scott Satterfield and Louisville are also a tailspin. I, Malik Cunningham might be hurt from that game. I haven't seen the latest actually. Um, they they could win this week. I, I I hope I hope they well they're only going to is if the offense looks better than it has looked so far this season since Richmond, since the opening FCS game. It's gotta be better. That's yeah, the, this
1: is a tough game because both of these teams are pretty evenly matched. And um Lee Cunningham. Two and is kinda, three,
0: evenly bad. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well Louisville's actually looked pretty good in spots. Um they looked pretty good against UCF, they looked very good against Florida State, who's surprised some people this year. Um, the the Boston College game was was definitely a head scratcher. Uh, Louisville has some injuries in the running back room. If Malik Cunningham can't go, um, UVA should win. Period. Yep. If he
0: can go, I like I like the cards. Yeah, that's I, that's a reasonable that's a reasonable take. I'm, I think I'm going to I'm, I'm going to agree with you on that one. Virginia Tech um, got the. Doors blown off them by UNC forty one to ten. Uh they start out the early stop. They got three points first. Uh Drake may turned around, did like a seventeen play, seventy yard, seven to three drive, and just never looked back. And that was that. Uh final score forty one to ten. Um, no identity. I, I don't know. My I so again, um the tech fans listening know what they saw this last week and that was excited silver line that maybe you didn't notice seven true freshmen saw the field that day um there is a youth movement happening at tech and including that uh four-star tight end who i think finished with four carries 39 yards his name is escaping me at the moment shoot um but he's he's a talent He is clearly a talent one of the best one of the better guys on the team is that caleb smith yes i think that sounds familiar that's what you're looking for now for tech um it's it's you know jason
1: brown got some some (laughs) <laughs> Looks Could be worse than, than Grant Wells. Can't That's be worse good. than Grant Wells.
0: Can't be worse than Grant Wells. Um, I it, tech's got some young guys going. And these guys, if 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 Brent Pry is gonna be the guy, and if two years from now, three years from now, Tech is back to where they should be, nine and three, ten and two, competing for the coastal uh every so often or every year, whatever. Um, these guys, these freshmen are gonna be the key cornerstones on that. So seeing them out there, seeing them get some action, seeing them get some seasoning, I like that.
1: Yeah, this is um, silver. I I like about that game. Yeah, this is silver lining time. This is like, how can we move forward from this? You weren't going to win this game. UNC, you know, Tar Heels have a good, good program right now. Um, They've got one of the better offenses in the ACC. Drake Drake May, May, one of the best uh, quarterbacks maybe in the ACC in in a conference of of really good quarterbacks. Um, And you know, he did his thing. Uh, They put up a ton of yards is just a, a, a put it behind you and move on type of game.
0: Yeah. And I honestly, I just, I I, I want, I'd like to see the tech is playing. They're playing pit this year, uh, this week, they're 14 and a half dogs. Um, uh, coming up a head huge head. line for it's this a, game. It is a huge line. Cause the game is at Accra, whatever Heinz field, whatever. Stadium. <gasps> yeah. River Stadium, uh, uh, they are they are coming off that uh, abysmal loss to Georgia Tech. So maybe so. Maybe there's an anger. Maybe there's a maybe. You're, maybe you're going to see an angry Pitt. Um, but yeah, I I kind of feel
1: that, that 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 it has that vibe. The, the unfortunate yeah. the unfortunate thing for Virginia Tech is um, Pitt still has a salty defense and and a really good D line, yes, and um, Virginia Tech cannot find a way to score. Grant Wells is going to get pounded into the turf a lot
0: so if i'm so one thing i'm looking for if i'm a tech fan at this point is we've they're they're coming off that one pretty much two straight blowouts with uh west virginia and um last week unc show some fight i think if you see i think i think there's two things you're looking for um for, for for vt this week one some more freshmen. Look for the, look for those guys who are those names you haven't seen before. Look them up, keep an eye on them. That's what, if I'm a tech fan, I'm looking at the younger guys, seeing who the future is too. Let's show, see some heart. Let's see if Brent Pry can keep these guys. They've, they've now gotten their They've gotten beaten pretty badly twice in a row. This is going to be at pit. It's going to be really easy for a lot of these guys to mail it in. Let's see if tech cannot do that. Don't yeah. let, don't do that.
1: Yeah. I can very easily see tech pulling themselves up by the bootstraps and not letting pit cover. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I mean, that would be a
1: win. I mean, yeah, that, cause Pitts pits had their struggles recently. Um,
0: but they're I a better team than tech at this point. They for are. Sure. They're a
1: good, they're still a good team. They tripped up last week. I, uh, they're still a good team. They, they're, they're still going to, they're still going to have an okay season.
0: Um, yeah. but and yeah, they might they, win the terrible coastal. <laughs> it's like, they might. they might win the terrible coastal of their own one. Uh, very cool. I think we're done with uh, anything else you want to add on UVA Air tech? No. All right, cool. Let's go let's move to one take. All right, this is the point of the show where Mike and I are gonna run a run through um eight or nine other games that we think are interesting. We're both gonna offer up one take um on that game. Arkansas at Mississippi State. Mississippi State minus nine and a half. No chance without K J Jefferson. Mississippi State rolls. Yeah. <laughs> Our, uh, we already all- said that. Yeah, we did Auburn at uh University of Georgia uh Georgia is a 30point favorite uh this is one of those rivalry games the 330 CBS game of the week um I the Brian Harson has nine lives the cats got nine lives this might be his ninth life I think I think they cover I think Auburn is, is they got nothing to lose they're gonna play I think they're gonna play I think they're gonna play fast and loose and weird stuff's gonna happen Georgia's being yeah I don't know.
1: Um, for me, this game. Uh, looking ahead in the schedule, I want to see if Georgia can actually put together some some explosive plays on the outside. Who who's going to emerge from their wide receiver room? Uh, are we going to see a better offense from them? Because we know that Auburn has a has some talent, and and they've got so they've got a good D line. Uh, they can play some defense. So that's what I'm going to be watching. Georgia's still going to roll, I think, um, but I want to see how they do it.
0: Yep. Uh, Texas A&M at Bama, Bama minus twenty four. Uh, last year, Texas A&M upset them in College Station. Um, that summer trash talk between Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher is going to age like sour milk. Alabama minus fifty. The over under is fifty two. I'm call I'm saying Alabama forty nine, Texas A&M three.
1: Yeah, this is going to be a name your score. Uh, if you're Alabama, I don't know this. On paper, this was a good call, but sure um, was to, to put them. In the I had this circled nice a month ago. Place. <laughs> yeah, this should have been a fun game. Texas A&M continues to look terrible, um, especially on offense. Yeah, they're they're just they can't put up the points.
0: Yeah, Ohio State at Michigan State. Ohio State is twenty seven point favorites. Um, that offense is just getting rolling. Good luck, Mel. I don't know. What, I don't. I, I expect even without Jackson Smith and Jigma, uh, Jerry Henderson, I think is still hurt. Um, Ohio State's offense is a machine. They are going to steamroll the Spartans.
1: Yeah, I. You know, I've 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 stood up for Mel Tucker, but uh, even last year when he had it humming at Michigan State, it was a fifty-six to seven beatdown, um, and I I don't see any reason to see that change this year. Uh, I don't think it'll be quite what it was last year. Uh, but Ohio state should continue to, to put up gaudy numbers.
0: Texas tech at Oklahoma state, o- Oklahoma state is minus nine and a half. Does Oklahoma state going to, is Oklahoma state looking ahead to next week when they, and then they play TCU for probably the best two teams in the big 12. Is this a look ahead situation? Texas tech can sneak in. I you know, that. we've seen Texas tech show some life and
1: we've seen them knocked off Texas. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think this is that, that time. Um, uh, Particularly because it's at Oklahoma State, I think Oklahoma State is super focused right now. They're dialed in after that big win. I don't see a letdown.
0: I hope they do win because then obviously then Oklahoma State TCU next week. Especially if, if TCU beats Kansas and Oklahoma State beats Texas Tech, Oklahoma State TCU next week is a monster. Best game in yeah. the Big Twelve in a long time. Yeah, that would uh, be fun. Uh, BYU at Notre Dame. Notre Dame minus three and a half. Mike, do you know who's cool and who's going to be at that game? oh no i don't jesus the catholics and the mormons are going to be are battling it out buzzing um, I, I have no idea who's going to um, win that game frankly i probably no maybe notre dame's going to cover um but the catholics the mormons jesus the holy spirit will be in the house it's
1: going to be a lot of good feelings good vibes and i'm sure just good hospitality <laughs>
0: Uh good stuff. Uh Florida State at NC State, both teams coming off a loss. NC State's a 3 point favorite. Which team bounces back? NC State. They're better than Florida State. Uh Wake Forest exposed I, them for who they are.
1: I agree. I agree. I like NC State. I I've liked NC State. Um what happened against Clemson um is what Clemson is going to do when they're
0: doing good. their good thing. Clemson, yeah. When they've play. got
1: Um and so while I thought that NC State had a good opportunity there um, they're still a really good football team. They've got an excellent defense. Um, Florida State is is still not quite there. They've, they're still a year or two away, I think, from from where they want to be. So yeah, NC State for me.
0: Cool. Uh, UNC at Miami. The, Miami. The U uh, minus three and a half. Um, Tyler Van Dyke and Drake May take the over. Yeah, Let's this is it. a Let's fun quarterback points. matchup, Let's man. see some. I want to see eighty points on the board. I'm taking. I don't know who's going to win. I don't know who's covering, but t- I'm taking the over.
1: I like I like UNC in this one. I like UNC. I know Miami was kind of the sexy, um, you know, preseason darling, but uh, yeah, I like UNC. I know it's at Miami, but give me give
0: me give me the Tar Heels. Give me Tar Heels. Good stuff. All right, that's the other we got. And anything else? Any other? I I, I just picked you know, eight or nine I thought were interesting. Any, any other ones you want to throw in here?
1: no i think we've we've gone long enough
0: yeah probably have uh folks thank you so much for listening please be sure to like subscribe give us that five star review join our patreon discord we'd love to have you guys Um,
1: guys 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 we are like two two three patreons away from releasing something really, really interesting. Oh, that's right. We talk for about our, together. for our, for our folks, for yes. our crew, for our people. If
0: you join our Patreon, there is a special gift coming your way. We just need one or two or three more Patreon subscribers. Maybe could be you investors. Could Possibly be you. you. Possibly you. Hopefully you'll join us. Uh, uh, be sure to hit the link tree. Everything you—Twitter, Facebook, Instagram—comment, like, uh, interact with us. Tell us what games you want to talk about. Tell us anything. Tell us what you think about our silly podcast. Yeah, trash talk. We had trash one talk. Comment us. that just said boring. It was really <laughs> thrilling. <laughs> I, actually, I actually appreciate that more than more than more than you know. Uh, that's all we got, uh, folks. Thank you for showing out. Have a fabulous week of college football and um, uh, go Tigers! Go balls! <laughs> go balls! Go, 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 go,
1: A Hollywood go,